You're listening to a news story on the audio version of The Taiyi. Thanks for listening. The Taiyi is a nonprofit newsroom that is funded by our audience. So, if you appreciate this article and you'd like to help us do more, head on over to support.thetaiyi.ca and become a Taiyi builder. You choose the amount to give, and you can cancel any time. This is a life or death facility and it needs to operate. By Michelle Gamage, July 27, 2023. On Monday Vancouver Count Peter Meissner took to Twitter to announce the city of Vancouver wouldn't be renewing the lease of the Thomas Donaghy overdose prevention site. This overdose prevention site, or OPS, is located in Vancouver's city centre neighbourhood at Helmkin and Seymour, just one block from the busy Granville Strip. This neighbourhood has the second-highest overdose rate in the city after the downtown east side according to Vancouver Coastal Health. The site is named after Thomas Donaghy, an overdose prevention worker who was killed on the job in 2020. Dear Hashtag Yaletown Neighbors, an update on the future of the OPS at Seymour and Helmkin. As many of you know, I have been working, since elected, to ensure the operators take accountability for the negative impacts on our community. City staff have stepped up with additional funds and pic.twitter.com slash fimfxbmtc5. Peter Meissner slash, at Peter Meissner, July 24, 2023. So far this year, in Vancouver there have been 328 toxic drug overdose deaths, or an average of 56 fatalities each month, according to the BC Coroner Service. Meissner directed his tweet to his hashtag Yaletown neighbors and said he'd been working since elected to make operators take accountability for the negative impacts on our community. He also said harm reduction must come with appropriate wraparound services. In April this year, Meissner also said he did not support closing the site without an alternative location. Just so we are clear, I do not support closing the site without an alternative location. But we have to find a way to manage the impact on the neighborhood, it's untenable. Peter Meissner slash, at Peter Meissner, April 26, 2023. The Thai requested interviews with Meissner and Mayor Ken Sim, both members of the ABC party. Connor Doherty, Vancouver Operations Coordinator, told the Thai the decision not to renew the lease was an operational decision made by city staff and not council and that further questions should be directed to Meissner, who did not respond to media requests. One city count Christine Boyle told the TAI that Vancouver City Council needs to play a role to ensure that neighborhood has access to life-saving services. Vancouver Coastal Health told the TAI it is already looking for an alternative site nearby because supervised consumption services are needed to support the community here. The Health Authority says it is disappointed Vancouver will not renew the current OPS lease, which has been run in partnership with Rain City Housing since 2021. Rain City did not respond to an interview request by press time. VCH has an obligation to care for the health of all residents in our region. In the time it's been open, this OPS has saved many lives and connected people at risk of overdose to essential health care supports and services, the health authority said in a statement. One city has launched a petition to keep the site functional until a new location can be opened. Boyle says this petition received 500 signatures during its first 24 hours. I'm worried about certain councillors saying no to proposed sites, she says. 
there's a real lack of commitment from council in supporting life-saving services. Because ABC councillors hold a supermajority on council, they have the ability to vote together and block any future proposed OPS sites, she adds. Difelicella, a peer clinical advisor with the BC Centre on Substance Use, says Meissner seems to be criticizing the OPS for larger societal issues. He's blaming the OPS for negative things caused by a bunch of different factors like the city's decampment of the DTES, the toxic drug supply, crime, homelessness, because of the unaffordability crisis, crime and public safety in the area, he says. Its job is to meet people where they're at so they don't overdose and die when they use alone. People who use drugs are easy scapegoats for politicians to point fingers at rather than working to address more complicated, slow-moving solutions like tackling the housing crisis, he says. Both Felicella and Sarah Blythe, executive director of the Overdose Prevention Society, which is separate from the Thomas Donaghy OPS, Say Meissner's tweet calling for wraparound services shows a lack of understanding about what happens at an OPS. Wraparound services already exist in those facilities. What the hell do you think they do there, Peter? Felicella said. When people come to an OPS, they are supervised while they use drugs so that someone can intervene and immediately call 911 if they overdose, says Blythe. But there are also services to test and treat people for hepatitis C, connect people with treatment, housing, jobs, and counseling. There are even haircuts and telephones people can use to call their families. If city councillors try to block Vancouver Coastal Health from opening a new OPS in the neighborhood, the health authority will likely just roll their mobile OPS van into the neighborhood, Felicella says. The van was parked in the neighborhood for nine months before the facility opened in 2021, he adds. The current facility is imperfect, but it is saving lives, Boyle says. She knows the place is small, and that there's nowhere for people to line up to access services or sit and rest after. There's also a lack of space for people to publicly gather, she adds. Vancouver Coastal Health says it received complaints from neighbors and worked with Rain City Housing to address neighbor concerns, including hosting a quarterly tenants meeting with the City of Vancouver to understand and address neighbor feedback, organizing a regular needle sweep that also picked up litter, and conducting ongoing conversation with the city, police, and other organizations and residents in the area. Boyle and Felicella are hoping that a new, larger location can be found. Felicella says the city should take one of its parking lots and build a facility that supports supervised injection and inhalation drug use. The BC Coroner Service says around 70% of this year's overdose fatalities for all of BC happened after someone smoked or inhaled a substance. More than 80% of the province's overdose fatalities happened indoors, with half of those deaths happening in a private reticence. The BC government declared a public health emergency due to toxic drug deaths in April 2016. Since then, 12,509 British Columbians have overdosed after accessing the toxic drug supply. It's outrageous to close an OPS in the middle of this crisis, Felicella says. It only takes a few minutes for people to die once they've started overdosing, Blythe says. We elect people to work on these difficult issues so they can find solutions, she says.
Life-saving shouldn't be political, but it's become political because of the stigma. Politicians should be helping. This is a life or death facility and it needs to operate. Thanks for stopping by the Taiyi today. Anytime you're in the mood to listen to important stories written well, we'll be here. And if you'd like to keep independent media going strong, head over to the Taiyi.ca and click on the support us button to pitch in. Finally, big, big thank you to all of our Taiyi builders who made this story possible.